holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Amen. Again, that introduction from the book of Revelation, also Isaiah 6. As I used last or two weeks ago on a special Saints Day, St. Luke, this is all Saints Day, and the word is there, holy. Um, someone set apart, made special by God's grace in Christ indeed. The text for the sermon on this All Saints Day is the gospel, a most familiar section of scripture, especially the, the actual blessings as it appears, at least to me, I count eight, although some count nine. Jesus, at the start of the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are the Beatitudes. Blessed are the saints here gathered today of all times and places, blessed. We hear that in our readings today. Revelation 7 has one of my favorite pictures, more than a picture, of heaven, of those coming through the great tribulation with their robes made white in the blood of the Lamb. If for no other reason, that could be not just the formality today, but the symbolism today of having uh, the worship assistants vested, covering their, their sin and selves. Indeed, wanting you to see only the righteousness of Christ here for you today as you are clothed in his righteousness through your baptism. 1 John chapter 3. Oh my, we've got so many songs based on that beautiful short section. I know it in different translations. How great is the love the Father, some say, has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Now what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. You're his child and heir of heaven. And you will see him, your dear father, face to face. But the gospel for this day is always Matthew chapter 5. These beatitudes, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, in very specific ways that I, I want to examine today. And the first question I still always ask of this is, are these beatitudes law or gospel? I mean, you would think the pronunciation of, of, of blessing upon us by Jesus himself would be gospel, good news, blessed are, blessed are. And there are promises attached to each one. But upon closer examination, you look at these and you wonder, are, are we really blessed? We, we often 
don't think so. If not for this word from our Lord, we, we wouldn't. I do have our last hymn playing softly uh, behind my sermon here, at least at the first part today. As I go through these and show you how they do proclaim God's law. I mean, Jesus begins by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. And that means what it says, those impoverished spiritually who have nothing spiritually. Wow, that describes those blessed indeed with the kingdom. Blessed are those who mourn. Does that need to be said? Of course that describes us here on earth, but it's a reminder from Jesus here. The catechism a number of times emphasizes the old version. We, we pass through this life as a veil, a valley of tears. There's constant grief and mourning, not just with the death of a loved one, but with failures, with our sin. Blessed are the meek, Jesus says. I often say this doesn't mean weak, but it does mean the, the, those who don't uh, exert themselves as if their strength is from themselves, and indeed we, we have none. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, as if we're, we're, we're starving and, and parched for God. And blessed then the next three, these are convicting, the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. I am none of those. And neither are you the way God wants. Do you show mercy the way he does? Are you pure like him as he requires? Are you a peacemaker or are you like me so many times loving to retaliate from your sinful desires? And finally, the most start, blessed are those who are persecuted. Persecuted. That's a blessing. It raises questions, this list of beatitudes. If we are to be blessed, do we see ourselves? Do you, do I, as poor in spirit, mourning, meek, hungering, thirsting for God, merciful, pure, peacemaking the way he wants? Are you persecuted for righteousness sake? So many times we fail, obviously. The qualifications for these blessings, at least to admit that we are in these situations, let alone that they can be blessings, the avenue for God's blessings. I wish I had the the courage, the, the, maybe the personality and character 
When someone encounters things like this, feeling impoverished, or they're mourning or crying, or they're hungering and thirsting for God, uh, there's been a death in their family, or a bad medical diagnosis, or they got questions or even confusion about the things of God, when they are persecuted to, to come to these people and, and, and say to them, you are so blessed. But obviously exaggerating there, even in a normal voice, that's, that's hard to say. I did know a woman, Beth was her name, who had this wonderful ministry to, to communicate that. She didn't use the word blessed so often, but I remember one phrase she did often use when someone would mentioned that they now have cancer or that they were going through a divorce or that a loved one died or that they could not pay their bills. Beth would come up with a, a real smile, authentic and genuine on her face and say, let's see what Jesus will do now. Because that is where we are blessed. When we recognize all these things, Romans chapter 5, I hope you know, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We've got that rightness with God simply by trusting in Jesus' life and death and resurrection. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God and we rejoice in our tribulations we rejoice. As Jesus even says here at the end, rejoice and be glad. When we recognize our sin, when we see the evils of this world, when we admit our, our lack of power or, or knowledge, that's a time to rejoice. It's not an isolated theme in Scripture. James chapter 1 even says, count it all joy, brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, so that you may have the blessings of God. They are there in these Beatitudes. As we simply confess the first part of them, we, we have the second. Again, by the work of Jesus, when you admit you have nothing to offer God, that's when your life, your heart is open to receive it all, right? The kingdom, God, with you now and forever. When you through your tears, admit that this is a world of sadness. That's when you see in his word declared true comfort and joy. It is when you say, I am meek and have no strength of myself, that you then have all that you need as you inherit the earth. It is when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's when you go to the word, remember, and you, use the sacraments to truly, truly be filled. And indeed, 
It is when you say, I haven't been merciful, pure, or a peacemaker. That's when God declares you so with his mercy. With his purity given to you in Jesus. With his peace declared upon you that you may all the new share those things. And when you are persecuted for all this righteousness, that's when you have the kingdom. It is the, the, the blessing of God. It is in the most dire, dark circumstances. We need to remember that during COVID-19 or, or any personal trial or tragedy with problems in the church to know that that is where we will see God's blessing. There's proof in the Bible. You may not see this so clearly at first but as you're reminded from God's word of the truth of Jesus Christ hanging on the cross slowly but surely you see in the worst of times, the very worst on that cross, came the greatest blessing of God, the salvation of the world, your forgiveness and life. Blessed with all these things? Yes, blessed and more. As I finished preparing this sermon towards the end of last week, I thought of our church motto, our, our three-point mission plan, up, in, out. And I thought these beatitudes so much are up about your relationship with God. They are also in, as, as we do today, consoling each other with these blessings. But it's also out. I brought with me Pastor Finke's book we want all of you to read. It's in the Resource Center. Joining Jesus on his mission has a number of basic premises. And one of those premises is that Jesus is far more ultimately, infinitely committed to the growth of his kingdom, the salvation of people around you in your life than you or I could ever be. He gave his life, his own blood for the people you know. And so he is working the hardest to save them. As you go out with, with these blessings, look for people among whom Jesus is working them. They are the people who feel they are poor in spirit. They don't have anything spiritually. They are mourning all kinds of grief. They feel meek or hungry and thirsty for a rightness with God. They may be looking at their ability to show mercy or to be pure or to be peacemakers. And there are some who are Christians needing you who are persecuted. Those are the people Jesus is blessing and indeed through you. Yes, there's a question and an exclamation here. We are blessed 
this way? Yes, we are indeed perfectly by Jesus. Not only by his words here, but by his actions as he went forth to the cross, rose from the dead, is coming again with glory. But like Abraham, who was blessed, we shared a few weeks ago when we did the out. Here also, you are promised to be a blessing. Amen.